We actually have three special guests in the studio today, only two of them musicians. The other is an instrument. A couple of weeks ago, we had the Horowitz Steinway here at WDAV, the personal concert piano of the legendary Vladimir Horowitz. Well, today we're thrilled to be able to share the sound of another historic instrument, the cello that once belonged to the acclaimed cellist, conductor, and composer Pablo Casals. Now, an instrument like this deserves to be played by a wonderful musician, and we're very privileged to welcome Amit Peled to the studio along with pianist Stefan Petrov. And we're going to get to the music right away. They're going to perform for us first up the Allegro Appassionato by Camille Saint-Saëns.
virtuosic showpiece by Camille Saint-Saëns, the Allegro Appassionato, and very musically and beautifully performed by our guests in the John Clark Performance Studio here at WDAV, cellist Amit Peled, along with pianist Stefan Petrov. Welcome, gentlemen, and thank you so much for coming to WDAV this morning. Thank you, thank you. It's, it's a little hard to start the morning on, on Saturday <laughs> with this piece, but... Now I'm awake. <laughs> now, now you're awake. Now you can relax and take a deep the breath. Heart, yeah. It it didn't sound like it, you were having any difficulty with it, though. I mean, it sounded really very good, and we were very pleased with it. It's a great way to start this conversation well, with you. You know, you mentioned Horowitz, and I always like to tell my students there's a great quote by him saying about virtuosic pieces, that the secret about it is not to play it fast and loud, is to play it when it seems easy. Ah. then it's really virtuosic. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. You def- definitely delivered there. Of course, you're playing uh, a cello that has sort of a, a fabled history, and one of the uh, names of the 20th century uh, almost equal to that of Horowitz was uh, the cellist Pablo Casal. So tell us about how you came to possess this fabled instrument that once belonged to him. Well, first of all, I, I must say, uh, maybe regrettably, that this is not my cello. Of ah. course, it's on a loan <laughs> from his widow, Mrs. Casals Istomin, and from the Casals Foundation in, in Spain, in Catalonia. Um, about two years ago, I was privileged to meet Mrs. Casals in Washington. She lives in Washington, and I played for her. I had a sort of an audition. I came there with Stefan. We came to her house, uh, sort of the old style. We came with a bouquet of flowers, <laughs> and uh, we were very nervous. And I had my own cello, the, the cello I own, which is a modern instrument. And uh, we prepared the whole program for her, uh, sort of uh, an introduction um, that ten- turned out to be a lesson. She started giving us comments, both of us, and, and was very picky, very demanding, very tough. Really? And uh, the lesson... Um, kept going on and on, and she asked for pieces that also we, we haven't prepared, and I had to just sort of <laughs> play on the spot. Uh, and eventually she said, well, guys, let's have a glass of wine, which, of course, we said yes to. <laughs> you and probably needed by then. <laughs> yeah, and it was white wine, which I like. So we sat on the couch, and all of a sudden she said, well, Amit, you know, you're a big guy. Well, I'm 6'5". You're a big guy, and the maestro, as she refers to her late husband, the maestro was small, but... Why don't you come to my apartment in New York and try his cello? Huh. And, and that, so I was, um, <laughs> luckily I had a glass of wine, so I, <laughs> I could, uh, I accepted immediately. And she said, this was in late May, and she said, um, do you have time in July to come up to New York? And of course I said, yes. And I, I, I came and I tried the cello, and uh, it was in, in a box. Um, many years was not out of that box. Really? It was sort of dusty, and I like to say that I could smell the smell of his pipe still Uh from the cello, and I sort of woke it up um, just for about half an hour of playing on it, and my first feeling was that it didn't want to wake up. It was uh, really peaceful and happy in the case, (laughs) and and just saying, why do you bother me? (laughs) I've done my share in this world. And, but it was a great feeling for me as a cellist growing up on his sound to even touch this cello, and I was more than satisfied. This was a dream come true, and I thanked her, and and I left. And I, I was in heaven. Um, and I thought that was it. But about two weeks later, she wrote me an email and said that she decided to lend me the cello so I can um, carry on the legacy of Pablo Casals and share the cello with people around the world. And I've been doing that since uh, last September. Um, and I feel really privileged uh, and honored to be sort of the ambassador of, of that legacy. What a tremendous story. And other than the historic association with this great artist from the 20th century, what as a player do you find that's special about this instrument? What makes it sound so good other than your artistry? 
Well, this cello allows you to find colors that you didn't know that exists. I, I like to say it like this. It's like you drive a car on a highway and you don't know the area, so you just drive on the main road. But if you play this cello and you're careful, so careful meaning uh, musically, you're aware of how to treat it, it shows you all the little streets, all the exits, <laughs> and you're allowed and free to take them and to come back to the highway. Um, where a modern instrument or a less uh, sophisticated instrument will just allow you to drive safely <laughs> on the highway. <laughs> so I find that the more I, I treat it better, um, the more it allows me to find more streets and more points to rest and more <laughs> restaurants on the road and more colors to see and more views to watch and more mountains to look at. So it's, it's a great joy. So it, basically, to make it short, it allows me to find my voice in a better way than, way than any other instrument. Well, finding your voice uh, is one way of expressing it because it has that wonderful song-like quality that people often associate with the cello, how uh, much uh, it's, it is, has in common with the human voice, and you definitely can hear that in the way you play it. Thank you. Um, we're, and we're going to hear you play some more of it in just a bit, but I do want to uh, let folks know a little bit more about Pablo Casals and not assume that everyone who's tuned in necessarily knows about that. Uh, first of all, uh, Amit is here with pianist Stefan Petrov to perform in one of the living room concerts in the Beckler Music and Museum series, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that later. And having the Casals cello here today is timely in that this is the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month in the U.S., which celebrates the contributions of persons of Hispanic descent to the history and culture of the United States. And the Spanish Catalan cellist Pablo Casals was certainly one of those persons. He left Spain during the Franco regime, vowing never to return, and established an international career as soloist and later conductor, during which he came to Puerto Rico, where his mother was born. And there he founded the Puerto Rico Symphony, the Puerto Rico Conservatory, and the Casals Festival. He was also closely involved with the Marlboro Music Festival in Vermont for many years. And in 1963, he was chosen by John F. Kennedy to be one of the first recipients of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So a very important figure in 20th century music. And Amit, you mentioned the Casals uh, Institute. Uh, one of the great privileges I had recently back in May was to travel to Spain with some WDAV donors and visit uh, the Casals house in San Salvador there on the Mediterranean. I was just there last month. <laughs> what an incredible place. Yeah. And uh, I really didn't appreciate how his significance. He was a, a rare figure in that, uh, not the sort, uh, I guess maybe the closest to it these days is maybe somebody like Daniel Barenboim, but somebody whose influence goes beyond music. You could really say that Casals was a statesman. Oh, he was. And when you go to Catalonia, even the taxi driver, uh, knows about Casals and about so when you tell him that you have his cello first of all they don't believe <laughs> but uh, everybody knows about Casals in fact when I walked in the Barcelona airport um, flying uh, to Barcelona I arrived there and then I see the, the VIP lounge which I was not allowed to enter but it's <laughs> called the Pau Casals lounge right so I thought of going up there even though I don't have enough miles and show them the cello <laughs> and maybe play a bath suite and get some <laughs> champagne <laughs> But he's, he's such a figure there yeah. um, that it, it's really, uh, I, I didn't understand that as a musician. As a musician, of course, he's sort of the father of, of us all, and especially cellists, but uh, as a political figure. And when you go to San Salvador, when you go to Vendrell, this village, and see his house, it's, it's really a mansion. Right. And he was a very wealthy man uh, in those days. And when he left, he left everything behind and uh, went to live in exile. And you, you can only appreciate how strong will this person was. And, and part of carrying on the legacy 
is to make sure that people understand that, that the musician in those days was not just uh, a great player. Mm-hmm. He actually delivered through the music his uh, thoughts, his human thoughts, his political thoughts, his beliefs, and he, he really stood by it uh, to the end, mm-hmm. which, is, which is truly amazing. There's even a story about him going to Paris to play the Dvoja Concerto. And the conductor and he met just before the first rehearsal and the conductor told him, oh, this piece is so boring. I've done it so many times. And, and Pablo Casal said, do you really think it's boring? And the conductor said, yes, I've done it so many times. I'm bored by it. And Pablo Casal took his cello and left. Wow. And he just he could not make this music, this truly heavenly music with somebody who thinks it's boring. And he just left. I mean, how many musicians would do that today? <laughs> hmm. Now, what did he bring to the art of cello playing that maybe is part of the legacy as well? We've talked a little bit about his significance as a, a statesman and as a public figure. But what about the artistry? What did he bring uh, that's well, uh, uh, different? And, and, and how is your playing of his cello different from what he did? Well, first of all is the Bach Suites. Of mm-hmm. course, he sort of refound uh, them. They were uh, considered... Um, Uh, basic exercises for cellists to somehow play in the room. It's on the music stand. You somehow flip through the six suites and play for yourself. And he really decided, no, this is great music and I'm going to perform it. Nobody has done that before. And that's significant enough to become a legend by doing that because uh, we see now programs. I, I'm trying to revive some of his programs and we've seen uh, almost every program that he plays at least a prelude or a prelude or, or a few dances. And then later on, playing a whole suite, which was unheard of uh, back then. So i- in that sense, he was a, a pioneer, and he brought the cello to, to the attention of people also by playing Bach. But also as a cellist, he, I think he was uh, the first cellist, maybe along with Popper, who was just before him, that could actually play the cello well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was uh, unheard of to be able to, what we call, to shift between positions, to move between positions without slides without sort of talking with a chewing gum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to find a way, a technical way, to make the cello a voice. So if you have an interval when you sing, if you sing ta-dam, and you're able to do it on the cello the same way, the same exact way, without shifting or sliding into the high note be- simply because it's hard, you've, you're making the cello a voice. And the violin was already a voice. The piano was a voice. We had Liszt, we had Chopin, violin, we had Paganini, we had Joachim. We haven't had a cellist who could do that. So for cellists to be able to hear an instrument that can talk and can sing like a human being, like a human being voice, can make musical decisions upon um, um, the ability of a voice and not the ability of a, a cellist who is sort of crippled, was a revolutionary um, idea. And that brought, after all, uh, Fournier, uh, F- um, of course, Rostopovich, uh, maybe one of the greatest, and Starker. All those people uh, rec- re- have recollection of hearing Kazals as kids and being shocked by the ability to play cleanly on the mm-hmm. cello. That was beautifully expressed, and I think the only way that uh, we can demonstrate that even more is to hear a little bit more of your playing and uh, the inspiration you draw from uh, his legacy and this wonderful instrument. Before we do that, though, uh, let me say a little bit more about the Music and Museum uh, uh, series that's presented by the Beckler Museum of Modern Art. And there's sort of a sub-series of the performances that they do at the Beckler called the Living Room Concerts, which happen in people's homes. And, and today's an, a little bit of an exception to that because... 
these gentlemen are actually going to be performing on a farm in a barn. Uh, but trust me, I think they're going to move the animals out and make sure that okay. you're comfortable in there. It's, I've been told it's a wonderful uh, experience. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to find out more about the Living Room Concerts and the Beckler Music and Museum series, there's a link with more information about it at WDAV.org. And incidentally, if you miss any of this performance later on, you'll be able to hear it posted online at WDAV.org. Um, before we uh, hear you uh, sp- uh, play a piece that has uh, some associations with Casals and is also timely, given that we're in the Jewish High Holy Days, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about uh, this piece and how you feel it relates to Casals and his legacy. Well, uh, when you asked us to play two pieces, one in the beginning, one in the end, I, I felt strongly, strongly that um, at the end of the program I should probably play something that is close to me and maybe shows through that piece my uh, the exit I wanted to take through the highway. Um, whenever I play this cello, I'm, I'm asked at the end to play the Song of the Birds, which is a Catalan folk song that Pablo Casals has made very famous around the world. This was his encore. He played it uh, numerous times. Uh, the last time he played it was the last time he played the cello, wow. and it wasn't at the United Nations. In 1973, he got the Peace Award. It's on YouTube. People can watch that. He was 95 years old, and he played the Song of the Birds. Um, I, I decided, of course, I played it many times and uh, have cried t- hearing my teacher, Bernard Greenhouse, playing it, uh-huh. who was a student of Casals, um, and recorded it myself. But I've decided that I shouldn't play that piece because I'm not here to imitate Casals. I cannot imitate Casals, and it's not my job. My job uh, or my mission is to find my own voice through this cello. And my Song of the Birds... Um, is a, a Jewish prayer by Bloch. And it's a prayer that, that he wrote and he copied a, a, a Jewish script a prayer and uh, just copied it beautifully and very um, innocently, I can say, to cello and piano, uh, which I like to feel it's to voice and piano. Well, let's hear that now. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
A Jewish Prayer by Ernst Bloch, performed live in the John Clark Performance Studio here at WDAV. You can probably tell that was a prayer even without my giving you the title. The spirituality in that music is so intense, and especially as played by our very special guest, Amit Peled, playing the Casals cello, and also Stefan Petrov playing the piano here in the studio. Uh, timely music with uh, Yom Kippur on its way in a few days, and also timely because uh, we're hearing the Casals cello, uh, which for us is a way to celebrate the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month here at WDAV, the cello that was used in concert by the legendary Spanish Catalan cellist Pau Casals, or Pablo Casals as he was widely known. And our special guests uh, have been in the studio. Uh, later on this afternoon, they're going to be performing for the Music and Museum Living Room Concert Series presented by the Beckler Museum of Modern Art. Amit, thank you so much for that beautiful performance. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And Stefan, thank you to you as well. Thank you. Wonderful. You've been listening to a presentation from the John Clark Performance Studio here at WDAV. It was mixed in the Samuel R. Spencer Recording Studio, made possible by a gift to the WDAV Future Campaign from Catherine Belk in memory of her husband, Tom Belk.